Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 31. Jamario Moon? 33 with Jamario Moon. Reggie Miller? I don't know. 31? I'm no, your host, Fatty. I got my boy Zaid here with me. Zaid, how you doing, man? Good. Great sports weekend this weekend. Oh, was it ever? So many finals. We had the Cup of America, Euro Cup. Um, we also had the Conor McGregor fight, mm. which was nasty, to say the least. Um, a bunch finals of game three, Sunday finals night. Game three, international basketball was big this uh, this weekend as well. Uh, just checked Reggie Miller number thirty one. So that's what it is. Um, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I uh, you know had a little uh, gender reveal, little thing on the on the weekend. Let's found out, go. Find out what we's having, and we're having, <laughs> and we're having a third co-host on the show. Let's uh, get it, little boy, nice. L- little Mabuk, baby man. boy. So congrats, uh, bro. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. We're uh, we're excited. We're looking for you know all the Jordans that we can get. All the Jordans, the Nikes. But everyone says you know don't just wait till they're here because you never know like they could outgrow their stuff super quick. So probably, I imagine that. we'll see. But I don't know. It's hard not to you know get excited. And you caught me shopping the other day on StockX. Yeah, like, why are you on StockX? Bro, like, I'm not on <laughs> StockX. Just scrolling through StockX for like baby Jordans and baby <laughs> Nikes. I was like, bro, just, just go to Full Locker, man. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But some of them, you can make some bids. But anyways, yeah. you know, we're excited. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot, man. But uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Just chilled. You know, um, I took a lot of days off from biking. Man, I, I biked a lot last weekend and it like, took life out of me. Really? Uh, I just took some like four days off. But I think we're going to go after PK it. and I going to hit a quick 20 after the show. Mm-hmm. After the epi, it kind of sucks because sports is slowing down. We were talking about that today. Yeah, yeah. Where were you when uh, Italy won on penalties? I was at home. I was at home watching my well, my my dad and my brother. My brother fell asleep on the couch. It was great. Um, can you imagine? But man, man. We should t- let's, let's talk about can that you, one a little can bit. Can you imagine finals game seven and they decided on they're just going to exchange free throws? <laughs> and not only that, let's just sub in the a guy who yeah, hasn't touched the yeah. ball or shot or anything two to guys, win the game two guys to, to come in and win the game yeah and and maybe maybe because the thing is we don't game. know soccer so maybe it is a technique but if that's a technique that's a ridiculous but technique. yeah yeah that's first of all like i don't know anything about soccer so let, let, let's yeah. just get that out there but this is my opinion like just based off of logic if you're subbing the kid in uh 119 left in the game he doesn't have a single touch on the ball isn't really warmed up Hasn't kicked the ball, hasn't passed, hasn't done anything. How are you expecting this guy to come in and hit your 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 two two of the last three penalties? Is basically what you know expecting. when you you know when you sit like okay imagine you play like a game of open runs and then you sit and you come back in and then you come back in because think about it they're getting warmed up in the beginning with the team they're like right. running around and getting juiced and then they sit down. Hundred twenty minutes, minutes is, is a long time. That's two hours, not including the halftime, not including whatever. Yeah. So two and a half hours probably when you really consider it. Mm. And then he subs them in, two of them, and he puts them in the top five rotation. And their fifth shooter is 19. Poor I kid, I mean, man. call me crazy. Poor kid. I think Harry Kane should have shot fifth. Yeah. But what do I know? I don't know soccer. Their coach hates winning. I think, okay, conspiracy time, I think that he didn't want the spotlight to be taken. I mean, I think he wanted the spotlight to be taken off his team because he – Missed a penalty in the semis with Italy the last time they were in this close in the Euros. Who? The coach. The coach? As a player. Oh. He missed a penalty in the semis to lose them the game. Yeah. 
And uh, I think he like made a joke about it on like TV later uh, on the show or something. But yeah, yo, it's so sketch, I, I I'm it's like sketch. yo he he knows his way around the penalty shootout, and I know th- he thinks he knows how to lose one. Yeah, yeah if anything, he knows so how to lose one. interesting that, moves. I mean, they're still pros. They should have shot better, but yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, but to, uh, to Italy. They honestly they deserve yeah hundred percent they deserve to win that game Azuri yeah. bro Azuri yeah. no they deserve to win that shout game. shout out to the gut too uh, yeah facts and then congrats boys um, but after after that that first goal by England in the first two minutes it was they just didn't look like they were wanted to play at all it was it was it was wild to me I couldn't I couldn't imagine yeah man it was nonetheless you know I was thinking about it today I'm like Italy was like destroyed by COVID they lost yeah. a lot of people yeah. they they were like you know they had a rough year. So I'm happy to see them as a nation, you know, come out of this victorious, get the win. That's huge for them. Although I think it's fraudulent that there's a sport where you can win anything off a penalty kick, (laughs) shootout. Like, we were talking about it. Like, okay, maybe there's certain players that have higher percentages. So it's not, like, quite 50-50, but it's 50-50. It's 50-50. Once you get to a penalty shootout, it doesn't matter who has what superstar Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mbappe misses penalty kicks. Everybody has missed. Everybody Messi has misses penalty. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter who you are. So I think that part of the game is kind of whack. But hey, it's they played to the rules and they won. So yeah. can't knock them for it. So shout out to them, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of basketball to talk about, even though there's not really much basketball going on. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it allows us to expand, you know, into into Details. the games because you know we're now three games deep. Yes. Uh, three games deep into the NBA Finals, and it is a 2-1 series lead, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. If we recorded this podcast 24 hours ago when it was 2-0, boy, would the tone have been different. It would have been, been, you know, Phoenix in five. No, no. Phoenix uh, in six. Yeah, Phoenix sure. got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, they're going to they're gonna steal one yeah. or two, and then game three happens. Pivotal game three. Yeah, but let, before we get into that, let's go back because we didn't get a yeah. chance to talk about it. So let's talk about game one and two. Uh, key things to take away from games one and two, man. Um, game one, let, so game one Phoenix, yeah, go ahead. Phoenix wins 118-105. Um, just like just by watching the game and the optics of the game, Phoenix looked like they were just the better team. Looked like they were ready. Statistically, though, if you were not to if you were to not watch the game and just look at the stats, you would think that Milwaukee had a a way better chance at winning this game than they than the actual game. You know, they they shot forty five percent from the field, forty four percent from three. Free throws at the end of the day is what really, really destroyed the game. Um, whether you want to say, f- you know, the, the whistle was on Phoenix's, Phoenix's side, which to be honest, it really was for the, for the vast majority of the game. Um, but Phoenix find a way to get to the line. The big three of uh, D Book, CP, and Aiton got to the line 20 out of the 26 times, uh, 26 attempts uh, in that game. So that's really what proved to be that, that difference maker for them, just being able to get to the line, to slow the game down. Get easy baskets at the line, and on the flip side, Milwaukee couldn't really defend the way they used to be able to, or the way they're used to being able to be defending. Um, a lot of ticky tack fouls, a lot of soft fouls, which kind of, you know, it sucks on the defensive end, and then at the same time, it it decreases your intensity on the defensive end. It it doesn't encourage you to gamble more. It doesn't encourage you to be as aggressive defensively. So uh, Milwaukee really struggled with that defensively, I think, and. Um, you know, sometimes it's just the way she goes. It, it, that's how the whistle goes. That's how the whistle blows. And, uh, you know, Phoenix was able to take to take control over that game one. But um, awesome performances by the, by Phoenix. Awesome performance by that big three. Phoenix, they, they looked ready to win. And, they, yeah. and that's how they came out that game. Interestingly enough, because of the way this series has played out, that was actually the only game where 
A, Giannis struggled. Yeah. And B, Chris Middleton played well. Yeah. So Chris Middleton had 29 points that game. Uh, he shot 12 of 26, so under 50%, but still, still good. very good, yeah, 46%, 42% from deep. He had four assists, six rebounds, uh, five turnovers, which is kind of a lot, but uh, you know, a he has the ball bit. in his hands a lot, so it's 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 seasonal. nonetheless. I mean, at, at this point, they'll take all of that if he's going to give them twenty nine points, right? After what they've seen from him in games two and three, uh, but Giannis twenty points, seventeen rebounds, still a monster game, uh, six of eleven. It's not that he played inefficiently, but you can't blame the guy. So he goes down with a hyperextended knee. Yeah. Everyone thinks, you know, it's He's torn. ACL's yeah. gone. He's out. No structural damage, thankfully. Makes a comeback. Starts obviously the first, yeah. Obviously the first game back is gonna be jitters. You know, you're you're getting back, you're still getting the feel. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him, especially when we see games two and three. He's just <laughs> taken off. We're, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. I'm sure. Um but Chris Middleton has pulled off a disappearing act since that game, unfortunately. <laughs> Drew Holiday disappeared four or 14 10 points minus 16 in game one just we need more from you brother and that's what it comes down to and they're not getting it they they only get him when Giannis is in there and they, unfortunately they had him in game you three, need Giannis which, there to which win. was which was which is he played much better in game three well yeah game, exactly in and game, they won in, in, in game one um and game one game one and two it's so hard to not to group them together just because they the, the, the both games kind of went the same way for 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 each team we saw Drew Holiday struggle still, and Drew Holiday's been struggling and hasn't been able to be consistent all series long. And when you look at, you know, uh, you brought him in for Eric Bledsoe, who also struggled in the playoffs for the Bucks. It's like, why did, why did we do this? They Defense. pretty much have... Right, right. I agree with that. But So they, they pretty much have the same shooting percentages during those first two games. Shot 41% from the field. I think it was about 29% from three. Um, and... Um, they average, uh, they average, uh, you know, an underwhelming amount of points. But you know, you say we, we brought him in for defense, but which is great. You know, have Drew Holiday being able to do other things like rebound and defend their the, the, the top wings, Assist. the top players. It's great. It's it's honestly it's a great thing. But they really need offensive production out of him. When you cannot produce offensively, you become less of a threat on the floor. From a shooting perspective, from you know taking to the basket perspective, people kind of sag off of you. So. They really need him to produce offensively, and they can't but do it. do they, though? Yes. If, if Middleton is going to do it consistently, which he should be the guy doing it, mm-hmm. because that's what he does. Yeah. You know, Drew Holiday is known for playing defense. He can right. give you 10-plus assists. Mm-hmm. Middleton, you're there to score, buddy. <laughs> like, if you're not scoring, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? I, I, I'm with that, and they need – but they need – Because if, if he's going to give them 20-plus with Giannis doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. do they need Drew to give them 20-plus? They don't. They need to give him, they need to give him at least an efficient – 10, 15. Yeah, 7 Not of 21 in game two is rough. You're, you're, you're wasting possessions at that yeah. point, and possessions are, 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 are but we gotta very viable. But we got to talk about Giannis, man. 42 points, 12 rebounds. Yeah. Like, game incredible. Two? 15 of 22 he shot. Mm. Free throws, 11 of 18. Not the best percentage. We know that, though. We know that that's where you're gonna, well. I feel like 61 is actually pretty good for him. Yeah. Uh, he got better in game three. But 42 points, 12 rebounds. S- two games removed from a potential season ending slash next season ending slash potentially career altering injury. injury. Yeah. And this guy comes out and gives you 40 and 40 plus 10 plus in 40 minutes and nobody else comes through for him. Nobody else. He's loved. And, and, and if you really think about it, the narrative around Giannis was completely what 
that he was the one that didn't come through. Yeah. That he was the one in biggest moments where he would disappear. Mm -hmm. So he's almost done his own little switcheroo. You know, flip the script on you. 42 points from him, 7 from P.J. Tucker, 8 from Brooke Lopez, 11 from Chris Middleton, 17 from Drew Holiday, who had a better game, uh, and then 14 from Pat Connaughton. Like, it's just not going to be enough if their big three are not producing 15-plus, 20-plus each. If, I mean, if Giannis is going to carry the offensive burden and score 42... And defensive. He and plays defensive, a lot of great yeah, defense. Yeah, but uh, for the, on the offensive side, you don't need Drew to score 20, like you're saying, if he's going to score 42, but you need him to have an efficient 15-plus. 15, 15 Chris Middleton is that guy that, like you said, if you don't score, you're not going to do much for this team. Your, your, your job on this team oftentimes has been to close games as a scorer and to um, you know, reignite the offense for your team, to, 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 to take on leads, to, to make runs for your team because he he's the only one on this team that can shoot from anywhere. He can, he can, he can post up from, 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 from the mid-range, from the elbow, from the free throw, from the, from the free throw line uh, elbow as well. So he's that guy that if he's not scoring, it's going to be very tough for him to impact the game when it comes to Giannis Giannis has been you, you you told me before does Giannis look unlocked Giannis looks like Giannis looks like he's unlocked how to be dominant and how to dominate a game without being able to shoot without being able to shoot threes without being able to shoot a consistent free throw or a consistent mid-range he has that little um kind of fade away where he gets into the paint and fades away to the free throw line and, and he has that little jump shot uh I, you know at times there but just his ability to get to the lane, his ability to get to the basket. Um, it's pure dominance. He's literally playing a Shaq-esque style, um, a bit even more extended. He, he gets the ball and is able to dribble and drive to the basket. Shaq wasn't able to do that. So it sucks that he hasn't been able to get his teammates to produce with him alongside as well. Um, if they do, it's a much different series. You know, Maybe the split is 2-1 in their favor. We don't know. But for the first two games, Phoenix did what they had to do. Phoenix did their job. You expect Phoenix to come in and win at home, be energized at home. And then that game, that pivotal game three came along where, okay, now you expect if Bucks lose this game, this series is over. And they did what they had to do. They came out and they, they, they dominated pretty much the entire course of the game, right? So um, they need more of that. They need more of a collective effort. They need more of a team effort. Giannis, once again, puts up 40 in game three. Um, so they need all their players to be producing. What's the point of creating a championship team or getting all the way to the finals if the rest of the guys aren't going to produce? You bring up an interesting point about another guy. You brought up a name there I want to I yeah. want to ask you about PJ Tucker. Yeah. So PJ Tucker is notoriously the guy who he's going to he's the hard-nosed defender, he's the grinded out guy. Yeah. He's going to check your the opposing team's best player, annoy right. them. Yeah. He's not really going to score that much just not what he's known for. Mm -hmm. But is he worth it when you're playing a team like Phoenix where you can't really afford to have a guy on the court not doing anything. And unfortunately with P.J. Tucker, oftentimes he stands in the corner and he just doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such a disadvantage to them. Yeah. Like, do you do you think that they should bench P.J. and go with Bobby Portis? Because Bobby yeah. can stretch the floor. Bobby can shoot. Bobby can score much better than P.J. And I feel like from an aggression perspective, Bobby is Aggressive, bigger. Yeah. He's stronger. I don't know. Maybe he's not stronger, but he's definitely scarier. He's scary. I, I I love I love Bobby Portis's role on this team. It's, it's essentially to be the energy guy and the hype man and and do all the dirty work, which PJ is also supposed to be doing, but doesn't do it at the same intense intensity and energy that Bobby Portis comes in and, and gives you. So uh, I don't. I wouldn't say bench PJ uh, totally. I, I still think he brings value in being able to stretch the floor, hit the corner threes, 
Um, but if the ball isn't moving the way it should be moving, if playmaking isn't going to be there because PJ Tucker, he needs the ball. He needs someone to give him the ball in the corner. Other than that, he doesn't do anything else offensively. So a guy like Bobby, Bobby Portis can post up on you, can stretch the floor, can shoot, um, can dribble a little bit, not the best, but can do more than PJ Tucker can on the offensive end. So I weren't exactly bench PJ Tucker. I would still give PJ some t- some run, but I'll maybe look into you know let's play Bobby let's play Bobby some more, especially if you're at home where they're chanting this guy's name whenever he's on the court. You need that energy. You need so, that hustle. You need the intensity. So game one, PJ played 33 minutes. That's wild. Bobby played 14. Okay, let's check out game two here. Game two, PJ played 35 minutes. Bobby played four. Yeah, that that you. you Oh, why you, do they why do they do 35 that? minutes he put up five shots bobby put up two shots in four minutes <laughs> he's gonna get yeah, his buckets he's, 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 when he gets the ball listen if he's gonna play that that little he when he gets the ball he's gonna he's gonna look to shoot he wants to shoot he wants to make an impact in the game i don't think pj needs to be taking you know needs to be playing 30 35 plus minutes 33 plus minutes you know maybe give him 25 minutes and give some minutes to portis who has proven he can help your team win. He did that in the last round, especially. I, I just don't get Bud. I don't understand it, Bud. He's one of those guys who doesn't like winning. He he, he doesn't. He's not a Bud. He's, he's not a Bud. He's not a Bud. <laughs> um, he he doesn't really make all the correct adjust, adjustments. Doesn't make the correct adjustments on time. Um, I think I think the 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 repetition of his team has been. This is the stupidest team to make the finals, and that's because of the leads they lose. It's because of all the you know the, the mental mistakes they make. It's because of the lack of adjustments that coach bud makes so when you you know it's 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 gonna be an uphill battle from here i think now that game three is over milwaukee did what they have to do now i think phoenix is gonna refocus a little bit and say okay no we need to win an away game a road game in order to make the series ours and if they go up three one in my opinion all hope for for, for the bucks is gone like, oh I, i'm if, with you if your teammates already aren't and producing, you have home court and yeah, yeah and well phoenix is home court yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. They go up three one with home court. If your if your teammates are already not producing for you in the first three games, where the pressure is there, but it's not as bad as a three one lead or whatever, they're probably not going to produce for you when it gets to three one, and they're not going to make that comeback. So, the only way I see the Bucks having a chance in this series going forward is if they tie it up uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, that's the only way I see it. Um, what, hold on. Before we move on to game three, I mm-hmm. want to bring up one more thing because I didn't get a chance to do this. Mm-hmm. So I hate to, to move back to Phoenix, right. but DeAndre Ayton, game one, 22 points, 19 rebounds. They put him in the category with Kareem, with Wilt, game with two, Shaq, all these guys. Four offensive rebounds. He had double-digit rebounds again, 13 rebounds. Yeah. And the kid is a stud, man. He's amazing. When you talk about efficiency, he even had a great start to game three before they you know, took him out with yeah. fouls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but man, the efficiency, the, the hands, footwork, the hands, like the this roles, guy, the, the, where did the, he the come positioning? From? But, hey, he was he's a number he one was draft. not this good. He's a number one draft pick. Yes, but he was not this good. Right, this right. guy I, looks like Tim Duncan. So, well, you said that last, uh, I think after game two, and I was gonna bring it up, and I think I immensely agree with that. It's like he's a, just a mini younger Tim Duncan and can he's he just be a, he's a he's an elbow jump shot away yeah exactly can he be elbow bank jump shot away can he can he be a guy who's as reliable and dependable you know not flashy but fundamental knows how to play the game absolutely like that he his, his the way his game is approaching it looks just like and he's from Tim the Duncan islands and from the island so it makes sense the island but at the end of the day he's the number one draft pick he's not a number one draft pick for no reason 
Um, do having a coach like Monty calling him out, having guys like CP calling him out, helping him make a difference, I think for sure it makes the world of a difference. I think I think the biggest thing for him is, number one, he's got great hands, which you can't teach that. That's like a natural ability. Uh, number two, his IQ is amazing. Like he knows where to be. He knows where to screen. He knows where to roll. Um, he knows what guy to box out. He knows... So his ability, to, you know, his, his his mental ability and his, the way he just reads the game, um, that's from Monty and that's from CP. That's like all year watching tape. That's all year working with these guys. So, and you see them, you know. Yeah, but CP has played with a lot of people. Not everyone absorbs that and is able to produce like this. That's like more need, credit to him. You need a fair bit of that's more credit to skill. DA. Like it's and, it's and incredible. And you see, whenever there's a dead ball or whenever there's a free throw, you see Da, you see CP, you see D Book. They they always huddle. Yeah. They're always talking. They're always teaching. So that's like that, I think, the effect I think of the biggest CP is huge. The biggest value in Aiton is that when he's on the court as a center, you don't need the like the the opposition doesn't or they can't really afford to to go small. Yeah. Like if they do, they're you can't take him off the court. It's not like Gobert where right when he goes small, he's useless. Yeah. Yeah. He's a liability. He's mobile, man. He's he's mobile. mobile. He can move. He's intelligent, and it's just it's great to watch. And, I I love it, and and another guy to watch too. Sorry, before we. This is the biggest thing. Ahead. Another another big thing for him is that he can hit free throws. Yeah. How how many times do we talk about big men, five guys, seven seven foot plus guys not being able to play end of games because they can't hit free throws? This guy can hit free throws. He can he he has a bit of a a mid range jump shot. If he really wanted to, he doesn't do it often. He can step out into the three, which he needs to get better, um, which is only going to help him in the future. But he's just reliable at all points in the game. Um, and when you have a young big like that, who's by the way, he's going to get paid at the, at the end of the summer, at the end of the year. Absolutely. Um, but when you have a young big like that, who is that reliable, it, they become a lot tougher to guard as a team. Yeah. Um, but go ahead with, with your, yeah. The second thing I want to, I want to shout out is Mikhail Bridges. So yeah. game one, 14 points plus 14, nice little game five to 13. could be better. Game two, baby, 27 points, seven Huge. rebounds, two of them offensive rebounds. That's two. They got. In their starting lineup, they got 10 offensive rebounds. That's nice. a ton of extra possessions. But anyways, 8 for 15. He gave you 27 points off 15 shots in a finals game. In his first run, he's like third year, second year in the, in the young, league. Young, young. Yeah. And he gave you 27 points in the finals. In the finals. And that's that's a game where you don't get that 27. Who knows, right? They won by like a good amount. But if you don't get that 27, do you get the win? 118, 108. When, you don't when, know. You when, don't you're, know. when you game plan as the Bucks, I don't think you're game planning for a bridge is 27. Of course you're not. Trying to, you're trying to contain CP and Chris Paul. And mm-hmm. I mean, deep, deep book, or sorry, it's CP and Book, but Book had 31. CP had 23. And that's what we talked about before when we talked about who are the X factors for this team. And we talked about it before the final started. And we said there could be so many different guys who are going to be X factors for this team. You look at game one, Cam Johnson. 10 points. Cameron Payne, 10 points. Um, Mikael Bridges, 14 points. Those, those, That 34 points is huge to have off your bench, especially with, with the guys coming off the bench. Cam Johnson, who... Bridges starts, though. Bridges starts, but the other two, Cam Payne and Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson has been amazing this this playoffs and this finals run. To have you a see kid, his dunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have a kid this young be able to shoot this well, play this well for your team, it's, it's phenomenal. So... It just speaks to the depth of this team. They lose Sarich as well, who you know, Tough, who, who who played very key minutes. Then they team. almost lost Tory Craig too. That was scary. It, that was very scary as well. It's exactly so. Uh, so that was game. That was game one. Game two, like you said, McAlbert just twenty-seven points. Drake Crowder comes in with eleven. Cam Cam Johnson with eight. 
guys contributing, um, no matter who it is. Different X factors at all times. Game three, obviously, it didn't go that well for them. Uh, but hey, listen, Jay, Cow- Jay Crowder, 18 points. Cam Johnson, 14 points. So they're still contributing, even in losses. And that's what you want. Even if they're losing, you want them to have that confidence for that next game. Say, listen, I had 14 last night. I can do that again this night. I can help us again this night. So they've got so many young X-Factors, so many key players. Um, it's hard to guard when you, you, you game plan for CP, you game plan, you game plan for D-Book, DA. But when you have these other guys break your back, it, it gets so sucks. much tougher to win a game. It absolutely sucks, man. It, and and to do it in your first playoff run, I think, is the craziest thing. All these guys. All these guys, pretty much. Campaign went from being the laughing stock to this. and To being a dancer. A dancer to being a, to almost like a Patty a Mills-esque uh, resurrection, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, I mean, game one and two definitely went Phoenix's way. Everything was Phoenix's way. Uh, then we head into game three, back to Milwaukee. First finals game there in however many years it right. is. Seventy to seventy three. They're they're you know the people there are jacked up. You know they're hyped. Of course, Steve Sabatini is in the stadium for the game. He's yeah. got seats with his dad. Yeah, you know, twenty five some odd thousand outside the building. There what's it, what's it called the red the, the deer, deer district. district, the deer district, and Milwaukee's ready. They're buzzing. Yeah. They're buzzing. Mm-hmm. And what do the Bucks come in and do? Dominate. They handle business. Dominate. And that's exactly what needed they to happen for the Bucks. They handle business. I'm sorry, Tom. The first little bit was Phoenix. Phoenix praise. We yeah. got to talk about some Milwaukee right now. But game three was – we were talking about this right off air. It was a series. Was it off air or on air? But a series changer. No, it was on air because we said if we recorded it 24 hours prior, mm. we would have probably said Phoenix this, Phoenix that, yeah. right? yeah. Uh, wow. At this point, if you ask me who's going to win game four, I feel like Milwaukee. Well, my, I don't know. My, that's the thing about this series. You don't, don't know, know who's going to win. You don't know. D-book, uh, okay. Struggle. You know what? I'm going to ask you. What do you think is – this is tough. What do you think cost their – okay, let me, let me get my thoughts together. Do you think Giannis's game was better for the Bucks? Or was D Book's game worse for the Suns? Ooh, do you get what I'm trying to say? I get what you're trying to say. Um, like, did he did D Book hurt the Suns more than Giannis. Giannis benefited the Bucks? Listen, you look at D Book's game three minus uh, minus thirteen, ten points, um, three shot, for fourteen, shot twenty one percent from the field, thirteen, fourteen uh, percent from he made three, three shots all game. The reason why I want to say D Book D Book's performance hurt more than Giannis's. 41 is because Giannis gave them for, gave the Suns 42 game two and they still lost. And D Book didn't have this poor of a game. He had 31 in game two. Um, they need D Book to get to get buckets. Like when when D Book is 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 on is on and he's on fire, he's unguardable. And they need that offense to come from him. Um, you know, CP can only do so much. CP's, you know, we get it. He's 36. He's people have said he's washed. People say he's too old. He's been giving. He's been shutting up. Everybody, all the naysayers, but he can also only give you so much. Um, you need that versatile wing scorer. You need you need D book can get D book when he's on. He can get a, he can get a bucket from anywhere. How many times have we seen him launch threes from however many feet beyond the three point line? How many times have we seen him just get to his spot on the baseline, easy jumper, elbow jumper, um, get to the basket? When you have a guy who's that good of a bucket getter, struggle, you're missing a lot of points. You're missing 21 points when you compare it to the last game. 
Um, so for me, it's and and he goes minus thirteen on the night too. So literally when he was on the court, he was just well. Not look, he's doing one of it. seven from three, so he had one three all night. Yeah. Uh, minus 13, that's likely because he's not the greatest defender. So he's And they got run out the building. All of them are in the minuses. Like uh, it, All of them, literally, every single one of them is minus double digits. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not really going to look at that too much. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say is uh, D-Book has a lot of these games, unfortunately. I will, I will give you one more. 60% from the free throw line. Only five free throws attempted. That first game, he attempted 10 free throws. Listen, yeah. Scott Foster after the third game. I get it. <laughs> I, I understand. He's it. won twelve straight against. He's CP. won twelve straight against CP three. Um, you know, you know, you're you know you're a dirty ref when you have a stat against the player. Exactly, exactly. So I get that point that you know wasn't maybe wasn't getting as many calls as he should have. Um, the refing t- does take into account does does come into play, but he also shot. He went three for five, sixty percent from the from the line. He just didn't have an overall. He didn't have a good night, and the Suns need him to, and the Suns need him to do that in order to win. That's like saying. Giannis, when he had 20 in game one, it's not enough. They need more. So for D-Buck to come up with 10 points only, to shoot poorly, it's a game three. It's first game away. Uh, that energy in that building, definitely tough to play in. Uh, I understand it. But you got to come out better than game four. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, too, to, to point out. Mikhail, or, um, well, one thing to say about Mikhail Bridges, I guess. They only let him put up four shots. They're like you are not doing this against. Sir. No, thank you, sir. You're not. You're not giving us anything. Two for four, four shots in 27 minutes mm. after 27 points the other night. But DeAndre Ayton got into foul trouble really early. Yeah, he started out the game super aggressive. They were right in there. Yeah, and the referees, you know, did their thing, took Scotty. him out of the game. You know what? I actually heard reports it was the other two, not even Scotty. But whatever. The record is the record. Yeah, uh, took him out of the game, took him out of the rhythm. But the issue now that we're seeing is with Sarge being hurt, DeAndre Ayton really can't afford foul trouble because no. what happened was they played Jay Crowder in the the center, yeah. in the, like of the, the bottom of the zone, and he was just getting destroyed. Giannis is way too big for him. Brooke is way too big for him. They have, Chris Middleton is big for him. They don't have any other bigs on their roster they that, don't. that they play. They don't. It's an yeah. issue. It's, it's, it's a real it's issue. It's a big issue. Da hasn't been. Da has been pretty good all season, all all playoffs with, with you know being able to stay in the game and not being able and not you know catching too many fouls too early on, but it's a glaring hole in their team once Da is out, and he gets into foul trouble. Giannis too big. Brooke is too big as well. Um, it gets very tough to defend the, the paint, and that's where Milwaukee is going to get all their buckets. That's where Giannis gets all of his buckets. That's where. You know, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez can step out and shoot the three, but if he's got the size advantage, it's going to be an easy gimme for him, right? So, DA only 24 minutes on that on 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 game in game three. They need him to stay. They need him to stay in the game. They need him to be able to anchor their defense, and they need they need it badly. Yeah, uh, Cam Johnson had a big stretch. I think he had like 10 straight points or something. Yeah. Then he baptized uh, PJ. PJ Tucker. Wow. They took it back though. They reviewed it. Called an offensive foul. Yeah. He was outside the restricted area. You know what, it, though? It, 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 it was a clean, it was a it clean was call. Clean. But I will say, shout out to Budenholzer for saving PJ's career. Because yeah. I know he <laughs> pulled that challenge out to save his career. Because that was that was J.R. Smith-esque. Remember that dunk J.R. Smith had? Where like he flew on was it Tim Duncan? Or was on, it was on some spur. I, know I don't remember. Spur. But he it was very much J.R. Smith-esque. Yeah. Um, but he had a great game, 14 points. Unfortunately, obviously, you know, the Bucks were just too much. Yeah. Ultimately, and uh, Giannis becomes one of two players ever uh, 
to do 40 and 10 two straight games, him and Shaq. Compared to Shaq, I think he is also getting compared to most points in a quarter or something like that with like LeBron, he, Clark, it was MJ. A, yeah, it was 20 points, I think, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in game two. There's no doubt, man. Giannis is doing his thing. He's here and he's ready and he's trying to flip this, this script. And I think he honestly has. Like, If the Bucks lose, you cannot go back and say Giannis needs to do more. If the if the two Bucks, of three games are forty plus points after he almost just busts his knee. If the Bucks lose, he's got to be scratching his head, thinking, "Damn, you know, I signed that huge extension. We we got to the they're finals. in the finals though. Yeah, but, but can they do it again? They got here. I, I honestly think they they fluked their way here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like can, I think they can, fluked their way here. If can if, they do it again? If really Brooklyn's next year, healthy, they're getting swept. They were down two zero. Yeah, like it's a lot. Listen, no championship run is never like not affected by health of other teams there's there's luck there's there's things that happen every championship run has been affected by health we can go back the last 10 years and see key players getting injured on the losing teams and so the reason why i say you know number one it's hard to get to a finals it's extremely hard to get to a final so when you're there you got to make the most of it so number two you lose if you lose a series you got to look back at your team and say listen like we got there and we didn't get and we didn't make it. Can we get there again, especially with everyone else coming back healthy next year? I don't really think so, right? So, well, why not, man? Giannis is in his prime. He's unlocked himself. You make a couple key offseason. Once you have a guy like Giannis playing the way he's playing, you always have a shot. Yeah, but you always there's have other a shot. good teams. There's other t- good teams looking to improve too. Like the Sixers, they're gonna look to improve. Who knows what they do with Ben Simmons? You know, who knows how he comes back. Um, the Heat, who knows what they do? To, who knows what they do to look to improve? Yeah, and who knows what the Bucks are going to do? Who knows what the Bucks are going to do? At this point, this roster constructed has proven to not be the greatest. So I think I honestly, truly believe it's not the roster. I think it's the coach. I think be. if you replace the coach, mm. they have very they have they have weapons. Bro. They, they have, have a massive lineup. They have good pieces. They have four minutes for Bobby Portis in Game Two, bro. Yeah, they have Four? good pieces. It's it's not it, it, coaching is definitely another another issue. But how do you? You can't fire him now. How yeah? How do you fire a coach that you're in the finals? You, you improved since last year, yeah, right? Like Masai how do you would do, do it? Yeah, no, nobody's got the best Honestly, GM in the league. You know, come on. Bud is like he owes all his money to Kyrie for getting injured. Thank you. You yeah. saved my career. Yeah, and James, James struggled especially with his hamstring yeah, injury. Right, so. Yeah. Um, he's I, in, he's too busy in Fashion Week. He right now, yeah, he doesn't. He, <laughs> what would you say? You convinced he doesn't train? He doesn't practice? Oh, there's no, there's no chance. There, James Harden does not spend a minute of his life working on basketball. And he's still filthy. It, it makes absolutely it's no sense. It's crazy. He's just um, cooking. The, you know when he interviews him, he's just hoop, man. I just hoop. I, I was hoop That's I'm legit over. a fact. He's yeah. just standing. He's like, oh, what is just a game? Uh, <laughs> I'm just good. Probably trains like a week before training camp, and just to get back into shape a little yeah. bit, you know, just enough shape, and then and then he'll go he'll go to training camp. Um, but going forward, game three, game four, sorry, is uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, like you said, you can't predict who's gonna win. Let's predict who's gonna win. It just anyways, um, I think the Bucks win. Phoenix, baby. I think the Bucks win game two. You say I said game four, sorry. You say Phoenix. Um, I think I'm gonna be wrong. I, every time I predicted, I've been wrong. So I just trust in Monty. I trust. I trust him too. I trust far him too. more than I trust in Bud, and I think Monty's gonna make some key adjustments. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm gonna go with Phoenix. I'll go with Bucks because they need it's it's do or die. Now for the Bucks, every game is do or die. You lose this, you go down three one, you're not coming back. Um, I expect them to play with the same energy, same intensity. They're at home again, same Bucks crowd. The Bucks crowd is crazy. 
Um, so Nuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bucks for a you game. See, uh, you see the video of Danny Beers? Yeah, and uh, the professional football player. Yeah, well, the football player I does know. it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, every yeah. single game is always videos going dad, viral of him. His dad hopped his in dad and chugged the, and yugged the beer. Sorry, not yugged. Chugged. <laughs> he yugged the beer. Shout out to PK. Yeah. Um, before we wrap it up, let's yeah. talk. Uh, there was some crazy international, international ball, headlines mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, the Nigerian international team has beaten Team USA, yeah, senior team, yeah, in an exhibition game, yeah. Wowza! Wow, <laughs> wowza! Have hey. they come a long way or what? They got fiftied. I, I, yeah, four years ago, eight years ago, whatever the, the stats were showing. But at the same time, you need to understand. I think that was an Olympic game eight years ago. This is an exhibition game. That's even worse. No exhibition game. Eight years ago. Th- oh yeah. Exhibition oh. game. You don't. I, I don't think you took it as seriously. Also, this team USA doesn't really quite give me the same greatness. Greatness as that team USA with. You know, your top three dudes are Kobe, LeBron, and um, and KD. Then you go Chauncey Billups, Jay Kidd, CP's on the team, Chris Bosh. Like, it doesn't give you that same mellow D-Wade, that same greatness as that team uh, eight years ago did. Um, but very interesting to see. Um, I think you said Nigeria had eight, has M- eight NBA players on that team. So, um, you know, they've got some talent. You know, Precious Achua's on that team as well. Um, Bless you. <laughs> uh, they've got oh, dad. Uh, they've they, they've got some good talent. Um, but shout out to Canadian, Canadian, Nigerian, Nigerian, Canadian. Yep. Whatever way you already want to do it. Uh, well, Ca- all Canadians are something else. We're that, we're all something yeah, else. That's very yeah. true. Very true. Um, Caleb Agata. Yeah. I say it right. Um, Burlington, Ontario. Burlington, Ontario. You Ottawa. He's a GG alumni. Play pro in Israel. Um, 17, 17 points against Team USA. Showed out. Has been. He's he's caught a buzz, man. Yeah, because he signed quite uh, the he, buzz. So he's playing in the summer league with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So he might he might go to the league, man. He might go he to the league. Go to the that's, league. That's From huge. Ottawa GGs. That's crazy. That's huge, man. Played. He said two years in the Israeli in the Israeli league. I don't know two, how. Two I, years he's been Europe, pro for a bit though. Uh, he's been pro for a bit. Um, to sign a Denver to, to, to sign a spot with a summer league team is huge. Especially like you said, coming from a, a Canadian university. Uh, so shout out to Caleb, man. Um, and it seems league like, him. And league him. Everyone seems to be rooting for him. Uh, only heard great things about him. So for sure, man. League league him. He's got it. He's got to make yeah, it. Yeah, and it's just impressive to see Nigeria. Like all their talent is a bunch of like Americans and Canadians who just want to <laughs> play for their home country. Yeah. And they're coming out and they're they're winning games. So I mm-hmm. like him, man. I like. We we need. That's what I'm telling you. There's like a lot of hidden talent in Africa. Yeah. And I think that this NBA African League, once they get Masai on board, is gonna blow up. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be crazy. So, uh, I think that wraps it up, though. Congrats to the Canadian U19 team getting bronze in the World Cup. Shout out to the PK. Um, that was that's a big tournament. Uh, a lot of good upcoming talent from the Canadian uh for for the Canadian national team later on in the future. Team USA won that. That tournament, uh, uh, to be France in the finals. France has like this seven foot one. One Benyama. One Benya- African, African kid as well. Yeah. Um, and Apparently he looks nasty. It's insane. Him and uh, so it was amazing seeing him. And then uh, the, the team USA has one of their own guys. Lofton. Chet, Chet Lofton, whatever. Um, these tall the fridge. No, no, he, he, no. There's Lofton. There's another guy named Chet. I don't know his last name. Seven foot tall, skinny white kid. Okay. There's a lot of these skinny. Seven footers who are like just bucket getters, but yeah. all like KD kind of, you know, KD has kind of transcended this long, skinny, lanky seven foot guards. Essentially, it's been it's been amazing to watch. They're but that'll be very interesting uh, Twitter follows if they're anything like KD. exactly exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's that. That's pretty much it for today. Um, we wrap it up. So game three tomorrow on Tuesday, um, and then I think possibly the next time we come back, we might have a champion. Oh, I mean, there's a prob- possibility. Maybe depending a on possibility. how Phoenix does. Um, we'll see if it goes to seven games or not. But but that with that being said, uh, we'll come back to you guys next week. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by Ball's Life. Follow us on Facebook, um, Twitter, Twitter, Insta. Instagram, TikTok. Uh, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, YouTube, wherever you find your podcast, will be there. And-